Is island hopping as easy as it sounds? Not from our experience in Greece. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with Wanderlust. Thank you for tuning into the Travel FOMO podcast. I'm your co-host, Shaman Houghton, and with me, as always, is my wife and fairy friend, Hillary. <laughs> fairy friend. <laughs> it sounds funner than it is. <laughs> it does sound more fun than it is. <laughs> right. Uh, but we are in season seven of the Travel FOMO podcast, Mediterranean Europe, and we are smack dab in the middle of the Mediterranean this week. We are island hopping in Greece. Yes. And closing the gap on our time in Europe. Yes. Last few episodes start to wrap up Europe. So Greek islands, were they your number one target for things to do on gap year? Um, They were pretty high on the list. Yeah. I mean, I think there were other like individual activities maybe that that you really had circled by, I feel yeah. like destination-wise, Greek islands were your must-do. Such a big deal to me. I love being able to be in the sunshine, to relax, to be on the ocean. All of that like checked a lot of boxes for me. And yeah, I mean, I'd seen a lot of, you know, Mama Mia and uh, <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And I'm joking, but not. Yeah. Because like the first time you start to see some of those, you're like, that is beautiful. Where is that? And you start like clicking around and realizing, <laughs> oh, okay, that's a real place. And that's on my list. Well, I remember, remember you talking about wanting to go to Greece, like back when we were dating. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I bought you like a book about you Greece, did. like very early on in our relationship. Yeah. In fact, we took it with us. I... I put it in my backpack so I could read it along the way. I'm pretty sure I took it like it was like on Greek, Greek mythology mm -hmm. and I took it all the way to England and I realized I can't take this much further. It was like a coffee book, coffee table kind of book. <laughs> yeah. It was huge with huge pictures, but I was like, I'm going to absorb everything I can while we're on the plane and then I'll like leave it along the way. And then I ended up leaving it in like our first hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but um but it but I got I was able to absorb some information from it and uh and yeah but yeah I looked through that book for a long time. Yeah. So you you finally got to go to the Greek islands. Finally got to go. And today we're talking all about it and we're starting out with an island I never dreamed of going to it wasn't <laughs> on my list but the more we did our research it really felt like the right place to be mm -hmm. because it's a relatively large island so it's easy to get to um, and that was important for it to be easy and then for it to be easy to access other islands so that was important um, and but also it has small time small town vibes and that was important to me and so we landed on Paros as our home base I guess you could say yes and Paros, it looks a lot like Paris, but with an O. Correct. And we were going to island hop all throughout the Greek islands with Paros as our base. And so that's where we were headed first. 
and it took a little effort to get there. Yeah, we were leaving Athens and, uh, well, first of all, getting to the train station in Athens from our Airbnb was like a little sketchy. (laughs) There's so much graffiti in Athens and it feels really rough, but it really never was. We never saw anything that actually made us worried. No, yeah, I I felt safe the whole time. Yeah, and we did um we did have to walk kind of a long ways because we were kind of in the same situation we were in in Rome, where we wanted to use our URL pass to get us from Athens city to the the port where we could catch our ferry, and our URL pass didn't cover the metro system right so we had to walk to a proper train station right which meant a little more a little further yeah a little more navigating the city on foot yeah but it wasn't too crazy no no especially after all the the mileage we'd been putting in we get on the train we missed the first train and had to catch the next train which was like 20 minutes later so we like (laughs) are getting a late start then we get there and we're so we're at the port and we literally see this port and we're like, oh my gosh, we've totally underestimated this. This port is huge. Massive. Think like cruise ships, a port for cruise ships, not a port for like little boats. Right. This is not like Lake Como ferries. These <laughs> are like massive, massive ferries. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So then we're walking around this port that is just so hard to find anything so hard to find the different lines the different options and it's crazy because there are lots of options but you have to go half a mile down the road (laughs) to like go to this ticket booth for one line and then if they don't have a ticket for you you have to like go another half mile maybe to a different ferry line to get a ticket from them and you could very well just miss your ferry yeah i I have to say, I expected to walk up and there be a ticket counter where you could buy tickets to anywhere and then they would point you off to your boat. But like you were saying, no, there's a ticket counter for every single one and they're just all spread out. And you can't really tell. There's no centralized place with information for you to know, okay, I need to go here for this and there for that. You just kind of have to wander around and find it. Yeah. The reason that we didn't book things online was because we wanted to use our URL pass because it was supposed to be good with some ferries and we'd looked into which ferries and we were going to use it, but we needed to be physically present to be able to use that pass. Oh my goodness. It is very (laughs) difficult to use URL passes in some situations and this is one of them. Yes. So we ended up not even using the pass, which was like so annoying. <laughs> it re- it really was like we had kind of based our whole day on being able to use it and ended up just having to punt on it was a little frustrating. Yeah. I think we spent like $76 per person and we just ended up getting on a different line because by the time we were to like... We were missing one train, one ferry, and by the time we'd gotten to the other ticket booth to get the other URL-friendly discount, it would have been too late anyway. So we're like, whatever, we're buying. We had to buy business class. Yeah, yeah. They they were mostly sold out. They only had business class left. So that that was one reason behind the $76 per person. 
But yeah. we ended up getting really nice seats out of it. We did. <laughs> we liked it. And if you think about it, it's, I mean, it's kind of like flying. Like you're spending several hours, yes. on, you know, on this ship. And so for us, it was three a three-hour ride to Peros. Mm -hmm. So, hey, okay, I'll take a really nice seat. Definitely really nice, comfortable seats in, in an air-conditioned room, a, a huge air-conditioned room with a a bar and like little places where you could go buy snacks and things like that. So that part of it was really nice. And something that kind of caught us by surprise too, we bought tickets for a ferry that was leaving like an hour later. And I think we both anticipated just having to like stand around on the docks for an hour waiting, right. but we went to where our boat was. Our boat was there because mm -hmm. it was the first kind of the first run of this leg of the ferry. And so we were able to actually board right then and there and hang an out in our early. seats for an hour. Yes, for an hour. So nice. So note to other travelers, if you have the opportunity, well, one, if you have the opportunity, buy your ferry ticket, buy um, a ferry ride that is really early in the morning because yes. it's more likely to be on time. Mm-hmm. Um, because as they continue to travel, for some reason, they just, it's harder to calculate the time, I guess, with the ocean and the winds and stuff like that. Like, it's not a um, definite science like it would be maybe on a train. Um, but so they never quite calculate it and it just gets a little later throughout the day. Um, so try to book your ferry in the morning if that works for you. And uh, secondly, I forgot my second point. Jamie, what's my second point? <laughs> I'm 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 not sure. Uh, book book your first ferry out so that uh, that will be on time, and you can show up early to it. Yes, that was my second point. See, <laughs> we are fairy fairy buddies. What did you fairy say? Fairy friends. Fairy friends. Oh lord. <laughs> it's like a like a cheap version of Care Bears or something. <laughs> Do you remember getting on board and being a part of a, like a lot of drama or yes. being present for a lot of drama? Yeah. There was a Karen in front of us. Yes. And like, <laughs> we were literally, we're filming and I'm talking to the camera and then somebody comes and they like kind of push you out of the way a little bit. And so you're moving as they're trying to get into their seats. But then also there's like this lady who's basically like, She's this English woman who is livid because when she boarded, they told her her ticket, she could sit anywhere. And so she actually walked into business class, like the nicest class of all, and decided she could sit anywhere in business class. And I think, you know, what they were trying to say is like, you're in the right section. You can sit anywhere in this section. Yeah. And oh, she would. And they kept they came back and they corrected her and they're like, sorry, that's not. No, this man really does have a ticket for this specific seed. And mm -hmm. she was like, but y'all said, but y'all said. And they're like, we misspoke. We're so sorry. That's not true. And she's like, but you said, <laughs> but you said. Oh, and she was, she was um, loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was, that was pretty exceptional. And they are like the the general admission part of the boat it is like first come first serve seating but this lady just walked into business class and walked right up to the front like the the very front like window view seats 
that are the most expensive seats on the boat and just thought that, that she should get them. And then when it's clearly, clearly a, you misunderstood what was being told to you kind of situation that she was like, well, but you said, and I, I don't know. I just have very little tolerance for grown adults, like throwing little fits about something when they're clearly, clearly in the wrong. (sighs) And like she was fighting with the people whose seats it were and then fighting with the people on the boat. And it just, just a miserable person. (laughs) Fortunately, she didn't actually sit by us because somebody else actually had the tickets there. (laughs) Yeah. They prevailed in, uh, Kieran had to go back to her seats. <laughs> so arriving to Paris was incredible. I will say if you are taking a ferry, you should definitely, definitely make sure you're awake for the time you arrive to your little island. Yeah. Because it is such an experience to get to see you, the, the ferry approach the island mm-hmm. and to see it come into view and you start getting really close to the hills around you and the landscape. And um, so that was really kind of got to be a little exciting. Um, and the port itself, the Paris port, was really crazy. <laughs> it was. It was like. It was. It was It was a little madness, especially for really I felt like a small village. <laughs> yes. I feel like the ferry system, they, like we talked about, they get late and later and later every day. I feel like ferries are, it's everybody's first day. Like <laughs> we've never done this before. Yes. We have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. We're just going to come and we're going to open these gates on this boat and people are going to People are going to start walking off with their bags and people are going to start driving their cars off of this thing. All at the same and time. And it's, it's just going to be a stampede. That is exactly what it was like when they let down the big ramp mm-hmm. that allows everyone. That that blew my mind that they're like, oh, yeah, this is how you get on and off the boat. You just walk onto this giant ramp that they use for trucks and vehicles and yeah. everything else. And that's also how humans board. <laughs> yes. That to me was really funny. But then also the fact that whenever you go to get off, they herd you off with all the vehicles at the same time. And you're just thinking somebody is going to get hurt here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. That is just chaos. It's just 100% chaos. Yeah. Well, and our Airbnb host was like, um, let me pick you guys up. It gets really crazy. Let me pick you guys up. I'll pick you up at the windmill. That was like his only direction. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, how are we going to find him? I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, like, how is this possible? Like, <laughs> do, do you need to know what I'm wearing? I'm just thinking all these things. And lo and behold, amidst all this chaos, we find this guy in his vehicle by the windmill, like in this chaos of all these other vehicles. I don't even remember exactly how it happened, but it was just kind of like, oh yeah, it, sure enough. All you have to do is just meet by the windmill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one minute windmill. <laughs> I think he, I think he did tell us like what kind of car he okay, had probably, and, yes. and that's how we like waved him down. Yeah. But I was with you. I, I was like, should we be like, Holding a rose while dressed as a rose and playing the song <laughs> Kissed by a Rose from Seal and that way you'll know it's us. <laughs> but uh, we just flagged him down and then he took us, which we could have easily walked. Like it, it's a small city and yeah. uh, it wasn't far of the Airbnb, but it was super nice of him to 
to pick us up. He pointed out the grocery store to us and, and things like that on our way to the Airbnb. So it was super nice of him to, yeah, to pick us up. It really was. Um, and the town itself is so humble. Yeah. I really like that about it. It felt mm-hmm. humble and authentic. And I think that's one of the reasons why we loved Pero so much. Yes, it was very unpretentious. Yes. Just a sleepy little fishing village and that everybody was super nice in and you just wanted to hang out there yeah. and just settle in and just be there. And it also felt like we were the only Americans with the exception of being at port sometimes. It mm-hmm. mostly felt like we were the only Americans there. Yeah, it definitely was not crowded and and overrun with tourists. It it was it was really nice and we had an an amazing Airbnb. It was one of the classic So cool. Yeah, the one of the classic white cyclotic houses. It had an amazing, um, I guess you would call it porch on it area. And it was the second level of this building. So the porch was up kind of high. You could see the ocean and it was very comfortable and neat and clean on the inside. It had a nice kitchen, a big living room, big bedroom. Yeah. Um, it was a short walk to the water. Yeah. Yeah. I very being close. able to see the ocean. It was so nice to be able to sit outside and eat greek yogurt (laughs) and i was working on editing some videos and podcasts and i would like sit out there on my laptop and like view the ocean it was oh man that was i really really liked that place a lot for sure well and it was right next to you remember it was right next to that little church like there was one of those little greek churches there with a little dome and yeah, and everything. Full blue dome and so tiny, mm-hmm. so tiny. Well, these little Greek churches are everywhere. Um, and like on the island of Mykonos, mm-hmm. there are six to eight hundred churches. That's just insane. So wild. And our, our, one of the taxi drivers we talked to informed us that that is because it's actually tradition for families to have their own church. So there's literally one for every family, and that is intentional. And it's part of tradition on the Paris Island that it really does dictate that every family, if possible, they should found and maintain to their family's name a small church that's dedicated to a specific saint. Which is really different. Yeah. And it makes for really tiny churches because they don't need to be big. They yeah. just need to be like large enough for their family and um and live on their own property, I guess. Um, it's what I read, I believe. Yeah. And it uh that's really cool to to see to know that explanation for all of the, the little churches. And we even were told that people will get buried people will die and be buried and then years later their family will go back and dig up their bones and take their bones and put them inside of the little family churches and so that's also where all of their their families are essentially buried for for the long term which is makes them really cool and special too for sure If you're listening to this, you like a good adventure. And if you like a good adventure, you might enjoy following the fights. It all started with Mars and Ashley's bold decision to travel full-time in their converted Sprinter van. Fast forward six years or so, they've seen all 50 states and backpack countries like Thailand and Guatemala. 
It's been one daring decision after another, and now they're braving another big adventure, building a creative retreat in the Colorado Rockies. Find out what life is like when you take risk. Follow the fights on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. So that night we really started researching the ferries to Santorini because the original plan had been we're going to go spend a day in Santorini and ferry back that night and kind of save some cost because we wouldn't have to actually stay on the island of Santorini. I'd heard a lot of things about how overpopulated it was with tourists and stuff and that you really just kind of want to get to see it and that's enough. Right. So that was really the plan and as we start looking into it we realize that was going to be a really hard day trip because (laughs) there aren't a lot of ferries and they don't come very frequently and we were going to have to get back at like 3 a.m. or like all these crazy times or stay for just a couple hours and like hop (laughs) on another ferry and leave. And so we were making, we scheduled a really tight trip and, um, and then like, lo and behold, like a few hours later, it felt like maybe the next morning, the ferry, one of the ferries gets moved. Mm-hmm. And it gets, it's starting to really look impossible. Like, and I'm just thinking this is either going to cost us a fortune and we're not, it's not going to be worth it. Or we're going to absolutely regret, regret that we didn't figure this out and make it happen. Right. So we were kind of, and you really left it up to me. You're like, I'm okay with whatever, because I know Santorini is so important to you to get to see. It's really his bucket list stuff. So we made the rare decision that we were going to book another ferry. We didn't know if we'd get our money back or anything. Yeah. But what was it? It was like the ferries were so unreliable. They changed our ferry time by like seven hours. Yes. So we were going to leave Santorini. We were going to arrive to Santorini in the morning and leave at 515 in the evening, mm-hmm. which was going to work out great. But then they moved that trip back, that return ferry. They moved it up to like 1015. <laughs> right. So our return ferry was going to leave before we even got there. <laughs> yes. It was like, and you're just thinking, surely someone working in the system can see what it looks like when you book a return flight. And right. you know that, like, you can't book me a return flight that's, like, when I'm not physically there. Right. Oh, but that's not how their system worked. Oh, my goodness. That was that was wild. Yeah, that, that was pretty crazy. And we ended up deciding, like, well, we'll just stay the night in yes. Santorini. Yeah. And so that's kind of how we solved it. And uh, we were able to find accommodation. But we'll save that. For next week. Mm, that's right. We'll just um, give you a little little taste of it, which is it was an incredible standalone home with a plunge pool in a really, really private side of the island. Yeah. Of Santorini. And Santorini was would do you think it's the most beautiful place that we went? One of the most, yeah. Yeah. It's right up there with Switzerland in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. And Amalfi Coast. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. It's so, um, the the cliffs are so steep 
And I wasn't prepared for that. That surprised me because I knew it was beautiful, but I thought it was beautiful because you've got blue water and white homes. Mm -hmm. And I'd seen a lot of those photos, but I'd never really seen the depth of it all. And then when you arrive and you see the depth of like you see a sailboat down there or a yacht and it's just way down at the bottom of this cliff and you see all the other islands around, that's when it really starts to resonate. But yeah. we will save that for next week. Yeah, so dramatic. Make sure you're subscribed because you so want to hear dramatic. about it next week. Um, and we, uh, so the next day after Santorini, we came back to Paros. Yes, which uh, was really funny too because we'd had an Airbnb in Paros and on that same night, we were staying in Santorini at a different place. And I remember thinking we're literally paying for two places at once. <laughs> yeah. But. Those those kind of things, for whatever reason, sort of eat me alive inside yeah. when I know I'm paying for two things <laughs> at once. But uh, yeah, but but it was worth it. It was the right call. It was the right call for sure. Yeah. Um, but we did come back to Peros the, uh, the next day, uh, fairly early in the day. Mm-hmm. And so we still had some time. Um, and I'd been one to lay out by the beach and yeah. I was so glad to get a chance to do that. And so I just like, I mean, literally could just walk down to the beach. It was super calm little cove near the port with all these fishermen boats. And oh my goodness, it was so, oh, it was just adorable. And I had this book that I'd found in the Airbnb and it was called The Lizard. <laughs> And I'm saying this, guys, because it's crazy. (laughs) And I just loved it so much. And you can't buy a digital copy. You have to, like, buy a hard copy on, like, Amazon or something. But it's called The Lizard. It's by Dugald Bruce Lockhart. But the thing that's so fun about it is that I was reading it. And as I start reading it, I realize it's based on the island of Peros that we were on right then as I was reading it. And it was I was just totally consumed by it. It was scandalous. To say the least. I shared some stuff with Jamin. He was like, what? You're crazy. That's a crazy book. But um, I liked it so much. I didn't get to finish it while we were there, but I left it for the next person and really regretted that. (laughs) (laughs) And I ended up buying it for myself when we got home and I could um, have Amazon ship it to I think my mom's house at Christmas, I think is <laughs> yeah. when I ended up getting it. So you're talking like six months later, I finally got to finish the book. Yeah. You were in pursuit of that story for a long time. Yes. So much. Well, and I do feel like Paros is, is the perfect kind of place to hang out on the beach. Like the beach was nice, super calm and really just a great place to hang out. I remember several times just walking along the kind of the pier and the docks and there would just be fishermen cleaning their nets and they're just pulling out little pieces of fish and like tossing them to the cats. You remember that? Yeah. There were a lot of cats weren't there. Yeah. Like all these cats would just hang out and wait for the fishermen to clean their nets and they would just like toss them little chunks of fish and the cats would like scamper off with them and stuff like that. But just a a sleepy little town. Yes. Um, we got to have dinner there our last night and really kind of discovered a side of Peros really on the opposite side of the port from where we were mm-hmm. that had a lot more of the cyclotic homes and businesses. And um, there were a lot of those, you know, these white buildings with these pink and purple flowers 
kind of everywhere and uh, just really pretty and quaint. And we got to sit there along the ocean and have some really good Italian food and watch the sunset. And I remember sitting there and watching these sailboats kind of go through the setting sun at, on our last night in, in Paros. And like that is a really kind of standout memory for me of, of Paros. It's just such a relaxing, quiet place. And I remember thinking I could really come back here and stay a couple of weeks and be just super happy hanging out in just this sleepy little fishing town in the Greek islands. Oh, I love that. I felt like I was the one that was happier there. So like hearing you say that <laughs> makes me like, I'm glad we're recording this so I can, um, you know, really point back to your thoughts on that <laughs> so you can and play it again make sure later. we spend two weeks in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was very everything you just said it was everything you just said and there like there are so many so many little restaurants and stuff there i feel like you could you could just kind of get lost there for a while i know i can't believe we found that part of the village on the last night i was like what this is incredible it was just tons of little places to shop and eat and it was all the the white cycladic stuff it was just so great and it was like a, almost a historic district, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Is what it felt like. And um, we found it on the last night. <laughs> but I'm well, glad we found it. it. Yeah, and we really only had the two nights that we were True. actually there. Yeah. It felt longer because we had a, because we went on vacation from our vacation. <laughs> to Sandorini, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot, a lot of fun and I definitely recommend Peros. Um, island hopping is not as easy as it sounds. Yeah. So whatever island you go to, plan on like staying there. But definitely throw Peros in the in the mix. I I feel like Santorini and Mykonos get a lot of attention and get a lot of run, and rightfully so. They're really cool and we'll talk about them. But Peros was was one that I'm so glad we found. The Airbnb was amazing and really affordable and the restaurants were really affordable in sort of contrast to what you might get with Santorini and Mykonos yeah. and gave you that, that really Greek Island feel mm -hmm. uh, in just a really cool way. And I keep going back to how authentic it was, yeah. especially compared to Santorini, which is very posh mm -hmm. and Mykonos, which is very touristy fake almost yeah in some ways but we'll get to that when we talk about Mykonos so next up next week is Santorini oh my goodness it's so good guys <laughs> it is it is good a really really cool time yeah short-lived but lots to lots to say and lots to see in the video next week but this week's video you guys Peros do not I mean do not skimp on it it is like it's great. And yeah. so I can't wait to show off in the video all the things, um, including an early morning run that we got to go on and like see the fishermen at work and stuff. Like that was, it was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. You're definitely going to want to go check that out on YouTube. Uh, you can also see other pieces of our time in Paros on social media. You can find us at all the places. Our handle is Travel FOMO Podcast. That is TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, 
whatever's out there that's worth seeing were there. That's right. You can also send us an email um, with your feedback or thoughts or your travel story. You can email us at travelfomopodcast at gmail.com. FOMO is F-O-M-O. And we really love bringing you guys into the podcast whenever we can. So we know that you guys have your own travel stories. We want to hear them. You guys probably have some great thoughts on the Greek islands. For sure. I would love to hear those because we will definitely be going back and we can incorporate your thoughts and your feedback into that. So if by all means you just have tips for us, send it our way (laughs) (laughs) because we can really use it. Okay, a couple ways you can do that. You can just open up an email, type up your thoughts to us, or you can actually create a voice memo. Say your thoughts into your phone, create a voice memo, attach it in uh, your email, and it gets you a spot on the show. (laughs) (laughs) So with your permission, we'll consider that your permission and we'll share everything on the podcast. So um, we want to hear from you guys. Don't hesitate to share your thoughts with us. You can be our correspondent. Exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, life is short. Wonder well.